Once again, this might not be your cup of tea, but... I feel like you're taking a shot at my hair, but that's okay. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Welcome to the Teen Life Podcast, where we believe that teenagers are not a problem to be solved, but we are here to help you equip teenagers through the power of connection. I'm Carly Duke, and I am back with my co-host, Chris Roby. Hey, guys. So, Chris, maybe two months ago now, I can't remember. I think it was in November. We did an episode on overeating disorders, and I made a promise that we would come back and talk about the other side of eating disorders, like more the restrictive side. Mm -hmm. And so I am cashing in on that promise. And today we're going to finish our conversation on eating disorders and cover two more. All right. Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. But I do think, I don't know that I intentionally set out to do this at the beginning, but we did the overeating disorders around Thanksgiving, which I think is relevant. And then I do think January is a time where people set weight loss goals, diet goals, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And so I think it's worth talking about eating disorders too, just to make sure that you and your teenager are doing that in a healthy way. And that they're not setting these goals and then making themselves sick to reach goals. Yeah, I think the conversation really is the conversation really is about healthy conversations, right. about body image, about dieting, all those kinds of things that are going to affect them the rest of their lives. Because January's come around every year, right? <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, these conversations about I want to you know set better goals for myself need to be done, especially if they're going to be successful, be done in a healthy way. And I think. Um, this is the side of things where things get scary and super unhealthy. We're talking about right. eating disorders. Right. And so I'll link the last episode if you didn't hear that part of the conversation. But um, I will say some stats that I found. Weight obsession affects millions of teenagers every year. And then one study a few years ago found that 36% of adolescent girls, so that's one out of every three, more than that, mm-hmm. believe that they were overweight. And 59% were trying to lose weight. Wow. So it's especially affecting our girls. Um, More than 90% of people with eating disorders are girls. Um, However, as we talked about in the last one, teenage boys are also affected and have body image concerns. um, And they might, they just might do it differently um, than maybe your like sitting in a box eating disorder. But by dieting, compulsive exercise, stuff like that, teenage boys are also Um, prone to body image. And so it's not something just to talk about with your girls. It's something to talk about with your boys too. Um, I got to think that some of this is uh, social media related because you think about Mm. um, just the data side of it of like, like where, where's the information coming from that causes a teenager to believe that they are overweight. Right. And so that's a belief, maybe not necessarily grounded in any kind of like, you know, scientific data or like what's actually healthy. It's mm-hmm. a belief that they're overweight. And so that's being informed by something. And I think it's really challenging because if you get on TikTok, you get on Instagram, you in, any of those that, you know, there's whole fit, you know, fit talk and fitness areas, you know, where it's just, it's really difficult to understand or know what is actually healthy. Mm-hmm. And so this information is coming from those sources. Um, and so it's just really hard to be a teenager, I think, these days and really know what is actually healthy. Right. And you're right. And I think especially with stuff like TikTok and social media, you can hear from someone who's not even an expert, mm-hmm. but they're positioning themselves as an expert. 
And so a teenager can go, oh, well, they said this works or they said this is healthy, so I'm fine. Um, Mm -hmm. But they're not listening to people who actually know what they're talking about, which can be really scary. And so the first one I want to talk about is anorexia, which I honestly think is probably one of the most widely known eating disorders. Um, And so I read that it affects as many as one in every hundred females and teens with anorexia fear gaining weight. Um, Many are at least 15% below their ideal body weights. Um, And so this is a huge issue of body image and self-esteem. Um, obviously, and what they believe about their body. And body dysmorphia obviously can play into this of if they believe they're actually heavier than they are. Um, And so they'll try to lose even more weight, even if they are very unhealthy and almost too skinny. Hmm. But some things to look for for anorexia, they eat very little on purpose. Um, And so most of the time they have a very low body weight. They have an intense fear of gaining weight or looking fat. They might talk about it a lot. They might talk about what their weight is, how much they've gained, how much they've eaten, or I ate this cookie so I can't eat this later. Kind of look for flags like that. And then, like I said, they might have a distorted body image and see themselves as fat, even if they're very thin. Hmm. Um, I also think when it comes to food, they're very, like I said, they're very strict on what they eat, how much they'll eat. They think about calories a lot. And so some people with anorexia will fast, meaning they might only eat one meal a day or they might not eat at all one day and then eat the next day a little bit. Um, They might exercise too much. Other use laxatives, diuretics. Um, And so there are a lot of different ways that teenagers can go about this. So it might not look the same Um, and it can be scary and honestly can lead to some very serious health concerns as well. Yeah, a, a lot of um, kind of side effects, especially from the health side, are low pre- low blood pressure, slow or irregular heartbeats, kids feeling tired, weak or dizzy or faint, uh, constipation mm-hmm. or bloating, um, irregular periods, weak bones, and delayed puberty and slowed growth. And so these are pretty um, pretty stark indicators of how the body's functioning um, not well um, whenever you're looking at these symptoms for sure. Right. And I think too, it's important to know, and I I know we did this in the last podcast episode too, but it can also affect their mood and emotional problems, mental health, stuff like that. Like they'll have trouble remembering, they might feel frustrated or depressed or anxious. Um, They also might have thoughts of hurting themselves. So it's not just physical. This is something that can really impact a teenager in several areas of their lives. And Mm -hmm. so if we're, as we're talking, I hope you listened to last week as we talked about intuition indicators and curious questions. But as we're talking and you're going, hang on, I'm sensing some red flags with my teenager. That's a place to ask questions. That's not necessarily saying that they have something wrong, but that's a place to ask a good question. Now, the other eating disorder And I don't know that I had fully um, heard of this one as much, but it's ARFID. I don't know if you say ARFID. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I've never heard that term. No. But it's avoidant restrictive food intake disorder. And so this is a little different from anorexia because this is more, um, they're not interested in food. Maybe it's a texture thing or they're picky. 
they lose weight, but they're not necessarily afraid of gaining weight like the anorexia eating disorder does. They don't necessarily have a poor body image, but maybe they're turned off by the smell, the taste, the texture, the color of food. Mm. Maybe there's a fear of choking or vomiting. Um, They could be causing them to avoid or restrict their food intake. But like I said, it's different from anorexia, bulimia, or other medical problems because they're not necessarily struggling with these body image issues as much. It's more of just like a, I don't want that. That is something Mm. I'm not interested in right now. And so, but once again, this can lead to problems too and poor nutrition of not getting enough vitamins or um, growing poorly. One thing that I did read that people with ARFID, I'm going to say ARFID, why not? Because it's easier. They're more likely to have anxiety or OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. They might be on the autism spectrum or have attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD. Um, But there also might be problems at home or school because of their eating behaviors. This one's hard because, like I said, there might not like emotionally be as much going on, but it is something to think about because it can really impact their health. But I will say overall, teens with eating disorders are often in denial that anything's wrong. They might withdraw or become overly sensitive to criticism. So this is a conversation that needs to be had, especially if you are seeing red flags but that you need to do so carefully um, because they are probably going to be defensive and um, be really sensitive to what you say or questions you ask. We want to, as parents and helpers of teenagers, be in a position to get them the help that they need. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of times a big part of that is helping your teenager feel comfortable or at least aware that there is a problem. Um, and so whatever you can do to keep the defenses, the defenses down, um, the shame down, um, is use curious questions like we talked about last week, um, to make sure that you have an idea of what's going on, but also understanding as a parent or a helper, this is these two medical concerns we talked about are serious, um, to the future health of your, of your child or, or the teenager you're working with. And so making sure that in whatever way you're able to, um, to, get them the medical treatment that they need mm-hmm. um, in a way that is that they're going to buy into um, where there's no shame or blame or any of those kinds of things. These things happen. I, I know several people in my life where they, it's, it's, it's in a weird way. They woke up one day and this, this was a reality mm-hmm. um, and it, and it kind of built over time and they didn't set out to have these issues, but they did. Mm-hmm. And so being able to understand that this is not, you know, because they're bad kids or there's something wrong with them, but these things happen. Um, and understanding though that when they do happen, we got to make sure we get need to get the help we can, so that they can um, move forward in a healthy way. I love one thing you said of they probably didn't intend for this to happen. Nope. I feel like very few teenagers set out of I want an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, it might start out as I had a bad Christmas and gained some weight, and so now I'm going to go on a really strict diet and then it turns into something else or I want to fit in this dress for prom and it turns Mm -hmm. into something bigger and bigger. Um, And so you're right coming at it, not of like you did this and you did it intentionally, but of, Hey, I just want to get you help. Mm -hmm. And I want to see you be healthy and live a happy life. 
I mean, adults struggle with this. This is not just a teenage problem. I think a lot of times people think, oh, you do that in your teenage years, but that's not necessarily the case. Mm -hmm. But if it's something that we can catch and help them with when they're in our home, that's so much easier than when they're at college or on their own and you're not seeing what they're eating or how they're living. Right. And so always, we're always going to suggest you talk to your teenager first, or if you have concerns about a teenager, if you're not a parent, um, go to the teen first and kind of ask those curious questions. If you are a parent, talk to their doctor, or their pediatrician, talking to school counselors are a great resource for this, especially for that ARFID. Um, there are like speech therapists can help with food and especially if it's a texture thing or something that they're struggling with or physical therapists, like you can get help and there are treatment plans but that's where I would just refer you. We are not medical experts on this, so no, we're not going to tell not. you what to do at all. But there are resources that you have between your doctors and your school counselors who will know where to get your teenager the help that they need. This episode is sponsored by Lubbock Christian University. If you or a teen you know is interested in furthering their education and youth ministry, LCU is the perfect partner for you. When you visit their website in the show notes, you'll find information on a youth ministry degree or other ways that you can partner with LCU through summer camps, internships, events, and more. Contact our friend David Fraze to find out more about LCU and life and ministry to young people at david.fraze at lcu.edu. And don't forget, go Shaps! For the trend this week, Chris, there have been some Instagram updates since we last talked. Super fun I've, stuff. I've been I've been keeping up with this, you know. <laughs> I'm sure you have. <laughs> I have not kept up with this. <laughs> I it's really interesting because I've seen some of them just like I was like, oh, that's different. I noticed that. But then some of these are more subtle, or maybe they're still testing them, so they haven't actually come out yet. Or maybe I'm just not cool enough to get it yet. Are these the kind of updates that everyone gets really mad about for a while and then just go, oh, or are these more subtle? I'm sure. Yeah. Well, actually, I read these are bigger because some of them change like the, I'm going to say DNA, but like what Instagram is as a mm. photo sharing app. Some of these are getting them away from that. And gotcha. so I think there are some people who are going to be like, what are you doing? And as we've said, I've said this a million times in this podcast. Every social media platform that is successful is trying to copy other successful social media mm -hmm. platforms. So some of these things you're going to be like, oh, that sounds really familiar. Mm -hmm. That's that's part of another app that they're trying to take over. One of the ones that this is the one that I noticed that over break, I got into my messages and I was like, wait, what is this? And it's called Notes. And it's just a new way to see what your friends are up to. So if you go into your like DMs or your messaging center, you'll see at the top people can post like a short 60 character message that's text or emojis. It goes at the top of your inbox. You can set it to everyone or just close friends and it will appear there for 24 hours and then it goes away. Hmm. So it could just be like, hey, I'm on vacation. See y'all later. Or it could be asking a question of what should I do today? And if you respond to that note, it just goes in their messages. It goes in their DMs in their inbox, but it's only text. And so, I mean, that's different from what Instagram has normally done. Um, but that's one that I have actually seen 
and kind of been like, huh, I don't see, at least in my friends, not a ton of people are using it yet. I see. But it seems somewhere. very Twitter. It seems very Twitter mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Very. Definitely. Um, they're also adding an add yours nomination. So if you've seen this in stories, it'll pop up and it'll be like, um, one over the break that was big was like, post yourself five years ago, or you'll have bad luck this year, which mm. is always silly, but it's a box that posts pops up and then you add your picture to the story. And then if you click on the box, you can see everyone that's added to that thing in general. Mm. And those are called add yours. And now you can invite friends to participate by tapping pass it on when you see it. So if you see a prompt that reminds you of someone else, you can pass it on. Um, I don't know if this is available to everyone yet because I think it's still testing, but I bet it'll come soon. Um, and so that one's not a, that's not a big update. That one's pretty small. Now this one is um, reminiscent of the Be Real app, but they're calling it Candid Stories. Mm. And I have not seen this yet, so they're still testing it, I'm guessing. But it's the same thing of they'll send a notification. You can't see anyone else's until you post yours. It is a front-facing camera, back-facing camera um, that you'll, I think you can see it in your feed or you'll get a daily notification that starts after your first one. Um, You can turn it off in settings. So if you don't want notifications, if you don't want to participate in that, you don't have to. Um, But I also saw that they're testing it in Facebook too. So they're trying to roll it out to both. Of course. And and when we talked about Be Real, that was the question we asked. (laughs) How long till someone steals this? Yep. TikTok Mm -hmm. already has. And now Instagram is jumping on board as well. Now, the other ones that are interesting that kind of get away from like what Instagram usually does is group profiles and then collaborative collections. So the group profiles, I don't fully understand this, but it makes me think of a Facebook group. So it's their own feed that only people in the group can post in. You can add new group profiles. You can add people to it. Once again, I don't know if this is available to everyone yet, but they said it's coming. Um, Instagram has said it's coming. So you can create a group profile that is only visible to people in the group. Hmm. Um, and then collective collaborations are the ability to save posts into shared collections so that selected users can view them, which once again, I don't fully understand why you need this, but they're trying to get people to connect with friends over shared interest is what they're trying to do. Um, so it could be one-on-one or it could be, I don't know, a group that loves photography. And so they're going to post their favorite things that they've seen or their favorite reels that they've seen and everyone can go in and see it. That's part of that collaboration. So isn't this kind of, when I look at a group, especially group profiles, isn't this trying to take a step back towards what Instagram started as, as like Mm -hmm. you are seeing your friends stuff and they're seeing yours (laughs) Uh, and it's not a bunch of ads or suggested like we talked about um, last year. Where it's almost, and I said, it's not totally that, but it, I'm seeing that thinking, well, that's not what Instagram started as. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that is interesting because I will say like, just from what I've noticed on Instagram, it is very different from what it started as. Mm-hmm. When you only saw your friend's stuff. Now I feel like I see more suggested or ad content than people that I follow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, you really have to dig to see the people that you want to see. 
And so you're right, maybe they are trying to get back to that. But this could be helpful if you're listening for a youth group or maybe something that a sports team would use or a class could use to share things on Instagram. So it's worth knowing about and looking into um, or if you have a family profile. I don't know if you'd want to use that or not. But um, this is some stuff that Instagram is changing that, like I said, really does change from like just the single feed photo sharing that there are more ways to share and connect with people that are coming. Okay, Chris, for the tip, once again, this might not be your cup of tea, but... I feel like you're taking a shot at my hair, but that's okay. <laughs> no, we'll I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. But you do have a daughter, so it's something you need to know about. That's true. That's true. So I wanted to give a hair tip this week because over break, I actually looked into this because I like my hair. I, I don't know. I just, I don't want to lose my hair. That's a fear of mine. But when I was a teenager, I can just guarantee I slept on wet hair a lot mm-hmm. of I'd take a shower at night and I'd just go to bed and I'd wake up and deal with it in the morning. And mm-hmm. what I've found in things, of course, TikTok or Instagram reels will bring up things. You're like, oh my goodness, I had no idea that there was like an actual reason, like a medical reason not to do that. But when girls especially, but people with like, this could happen to boys too, especially if they have really thick hair or longer mm-hmm. hair. Um, it can lead to skin and scalp issues. It can cause acne if you're sleeping with wet hair. It can cause a fungus to grow on your scalp, which is disgusting. Um, it can cause mold to grow in their pillows because they're just keeping their pillows wet at night. And then it can also lead to hair damage. So like breakage or split ends, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to point this out if you weren't aware, because I feel like adults, I don't do this as much as an adult or especially like my mom growing up always showered in the morning. So that wasn't a thing that she would ever go to bed with wet hair, but make sure that your teenager is not doing that as well. Make sure they're blowing it dry with a hairdryer or showering early in the day so that it's dry. Um, And then my final tip is a silk pillowcase is wonderful. It is a wonderful thing for everyone. It keeps your hair from getting frizzy or breaking, um, but it also can protect, even if they do happen to have some dampness to their hair, that is a better option than like a cotton or polyester pillowcase. There's my hair tip. There you go. And with that, that's a wrap (laughs) for this episode. Um, I I don't really have anything to add to that because my hair dries in like three seconds after I'm out of the shower. So (laughs) you just put a towel on it and it probably dries right, Chris. It's yeah, it's (laughs) it's, it's a wonderful feature, right? But if you enjoyed this episode, uh, please subscribe and follow us on social media to find all of our supplementary content to this episode. Um, Text this friend as text a friend this episode. Uh, We found this is a great way to be able to share um, with a friend what our our, uh, podcast is all about. Uh, review us on, our, on your favorite podcast app. It really helps get the word out there and tells people that this is an awesome podcast, which it is. It is. And we will see you next week.